0: Hi, I'm Iris Muller. I'm a Certified Rehabilitation Counselor and a proud mom of two children, one of whom has quadriplegic cerebral palsy and is nonverbal.
1: And I'm Alma Schneider, a licensed clinical social worker and the proud mom of four children, one of whom has Prader-Willi syndrome. In this podcast, we discuss the uncensored truth about raising kids with disabilities. Prepare to laugh, cry, and hopefully learn something new. This is Two Moms, No Fluff.
0: Hello, Alma. Hello, Iris. How are you? I am great. I'm so happy to be here with you and happy to be here with our listeners, new and old. Uh, Thank you, thank you for joining us. We are Two Moms, No Fluff where we talk about our life with kids with disabilities and everything that it entails without concealing or hiding the sometimes painful truth that uh, this situation uh, involves and also the good parts that you should really be looking forward to along this journey. And today we are going to talk about...
1: Oh, it's my turn? Yes, We are going to be talking about one of the most important... It, one of the most important topics of this show, which is self care.
0: Okay. And before we move to self care, I have to stop in the, the daily kind of question. Alma, what are you wearing? You look fabulous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, now that you ask Iris, as you can see, I'm wearing a very shiny silver top that I bought in Nashville the Ooh. week before the shutdown from the pandemic. And I'm wearing it because it is the holiday season and I'd like to be a little bit festive. But also, I you know this is a way that I take care of myself. I like to go to thrift shops and find hidden little treasures and pay very little money for them because it's like a fun game for me. And I buy them for myself. I buy items for other people. And that is truly a way that I take care of myself.
0: It's amazing. And uh, I have to compliment you. I think you're dressing for two because obviously I'm here always with my uniform, (laughs) but you don't (laughs) neglect an opportunity to show us how
1: deep your closet
0: really is. It's amazing. You look
1: fabulous. But so do you. Even though you wear basically (laughs) the same thing every day in your Steve Jobs wardrobe, you always look good, and you're always clean. I have to say, (laughs) shiny, shiny hair. You have no gray, but you know we'll talk about that another time.
0: Uh, That's it's only because I'm younger, Alma. Only because I'm (laughs) younger, and. at the end of the day, I have to say that, uh, yeah, I, I think slowly as we're meeting here on a daily basis and I'm just seeing like uh, the fashion statement that comes and goes every <laughs> single segment. I'm just like, maybe I'm missing something with my yeah. blue t-shirt mandatory
1: uniform. <laughs> so well, this um, brings us to, to the topic that, that self-care can come in many forms. And for you, self-care, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but for you, self-care, I would imagine, has to do with not having to worry about what you're going to wear, and for me, I enjoy it. It's something that makes me feel good to put on something that is either colorful or shiny or, you know, if I'm in a in a dark mood to wear, you know, all black, and it's a way that I express myself, so, um, you know, that's, everybody's different, and that's really going to be a big part of our message today, I think, that we are all individuals. We all have different things that make us feel like we're taking care of ourselves. And it's important that we get in touch with those things and make them happen. And that's really the key. How are we going to make it happen so that we feel like we are taking care of ourselves? Because that is usually the last thing that we end up doing when we have a life that you know has many, many tasks. We put ourselves last. And we need to really focus on taking care of ourselves because as that old adage says, if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to take care of others well. So let's get started with our own personal stories. And hopefully what we say will resonate with some of you or inspire you to come up with your own ways that you can take care of yourselves. And as always, we are hoping that you will share with us how you take care of yourself so that you can... Inspire other people to take some steps to do that. So you
0: okay. want to get started,
1: Iris? You want to- uh, I'll
0: start. Yeah, of course, I'm always game for challenges like that. Challenge <laughs> accepted, Alma. I'll start. So yeah, right. I think uh, for for us, if I have to be like honest, the most challenging thing about life with our daughter's disability is the fact that we don't have nights like she doesn't sleep well she needs help like on average at least once an hour kind of and uh, we have good nights that she can sleep two hours straight and uh, bad nights that it's every half an hour and uh, this um, for anyone who is dealing with a similar situation you know that sleep deprivation Kills the brain and it's just it there's no wonder they use it as a form of torture you know it's just it's so so hard to function without sleep, and I think that um, at one point in the game when it wasn't just our daughter when we had our second son, and I was nursing for a few years and uh, I had to wake up numerous times during the night to nurse him and to kind of care for my daughter. And even though my husband was there, we were sleeping in a family bed to make things a bit easier for us as well, because it was, we tried uh, for a period of time to like separate beds, but when you have to physically sit up, stand, walk, and take care of something that might be very small and then go back to sleep. It's almost impossible. It's just, It was just easier to care for her when she was in our bed. And uh, we can talk about the good and bad of family beds later. But uh, basically, at one point in the game, it was clear that we just can't continue on like that. And then every single free dollar that we had went to just buying help just buying help. And what we did is that uh, we would have someone come in in the morning and stay there for two, three on good days, even four hours so I can sleep. And uh, and this was like nothing less than life saving. It was just so important. And uh, I think that many, many things changed for us financially in the sense that how we used our money, budget, and uh, how we adapted our lifestyle because before we had two cars, then we had a few years we had no car at all, now we have one wheelchair accessible van, but uh, we, we changed things, we obviously, we talked about uh, our love of uh, used clothing, <laughs> and we changed the way we bought clothes and uh, furniture for the house and toys and all of that to save money, but... Uh, It was kind of reprioritizing what is important, and and sleep was the number one item on on our self care list.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and that can be something that we can alternate. Even not getting um, uh, paying for outside help with a with a caregiver, we can alternate. Hopefully, we have someone else in the house who can who can you know, shared that responsibility with us, but alternating so that one one day your partner gets up, another day you do, and to really work on a plan like that. And typically it's not enough if you're, if you have a child who is constantly sleeping, I mean, unable to sleep throughout the night. Um, But that's something that my husband and I did for a long time, because if you don't have sleep, forget it. You're, you're, you know, you're cranky, you have less patience for all the things that we have to do. And again, all of this stuff has to do with having a a typical, neurotypical child as well. It's not just a child with a disability, but those sleep deprived nights can last a lot longer. uh, Oftentimes when we have a child with a disability, I remember my son used to get up at you know, ungodly hours of like five o'clock in the morning for years. And it was really, it was really tough. So I, I feel your pain. We get to sleep a little bit later now, which thank goodness is the case. But yes, all of these things. So talking about sleep, um, another thing that is really important for self-care is food <laughs> and making sure that we have good, healthy food and Uh, just by chance, I have, you know, one of the things that I do is I'm a therapist, as you know, and I help people with their psychological obstacles to cooking. And one of the things that I do with my clients is I help them create customized menus for their family because people don't really realize how much stress goes into making meals every single day. And if we let that fall by the wayside because it's just too hard. And we're just ordering in all the time. We're going to be spending a lot of money. We're not going to be as healthy as we need to be. And it's actually really important for kids and adults to have that structure of mealtime. So coming up with some kind of a plan for healthy food, whether it's even just bags of, you know, salad that are pre-washed, they might be a little bit more expensive than buying items that or that you have to prep yourself, they might take a little bit longer, but that mo- is money well spent to buy things that are healthy and that you're definitely going to use because food is re- nutrition is so important in how we feel. We're going to crash if we're eating a lot of sugar or you know snacking in you know snacking on a bunch of garbage instead of actually eating a meal. We might be giving our kids, you know, healthy food, but if we're not eating well, it's going to have an impact on our mood and we're, we might gain weight, which is something that is going to add on to our, you know, our problems with, with our self-esteem and stress, all of those things. So food and sleep, I think are just two really important, you know, we need that. It's yeah. prime. We have to have that under control. Another self-care that, so I always like to have things that I make in the house that I make a lot of it. I put it in the in the fridge, um, in the front of the fridge, in clear containers so that I can go straight towards the healthy stuff. I like to do a lot of prep of, you know, carrots and and hummus and things that I can just, if I'm hungry, I just can just get it immediately and it's healthy and it's gonna fill me up. So that's, that's something that I do to take care of myself so that I don't stress out about putting together gigantic meals and, um, a resource for that, by the way, I do have a blog, takebackthekitchen.com, and I have tons of recipes on there that are healthy and little trip, tri- tricks and tips for getting healthy food on your table that, that doesn't take too much time. Something else that I think is really important that I've really made use of to take care of myself is to really think about what I want to do, that what really makes me feel good. And something that makes me feel really good is to be able to, after my kids go to school, even if it's just for a few minutes, I make a cup of coffee for myself. And I, this is a new trick I have. I My husband got me a hydro flask, which, and you can get them used because they're kind of expensive, but you can what also- What is buy, a hydro flask? It's, it's like a thermos. It's a thermos that is a serious thermos that keeps your coffee so hot because i found that i reheated my coffee in the microwave on average like 3 to 5 times a morning this is something that keeps my coffee hot i can just sit there i just sit and i relax just for a few minutes now that the kids you know left for school and i just can like even if it's just 5 minutes i decompress because it's so chaotic in the morning getting those kids out of the house and i just That's just a small way we can take care of ourselves. And um, if you don't have a Hydro Flask, that's fine. Just, you know, you can get them at thrift shops. They have them all the time. But um, you can get, just, just sit there with your cup of coffee if that's something that is good for you, or tea, whatever it is that you like, green shake, whatever it is that turns you on. Taking five minutes to just have your coffee if that's something that's important to you. I have a million other things. You go ahead, Iris. We'll you can come back to me. Yeah, I just
0: like, no, I I love listening to you. And I uh, want to remind you that we're going to have like a segment just about food preparation. And you're going to use all your knowledge and experience because while Alma here is a role model for like healthy eating and preparing meals from scratch, I think that I've spent maybe the last uh, 13 years basically inject injecting chocolate into my system. I don't drink, I don't <laughs> use drugs, but I'm just like eating a lot of chocolate. And let me tell you, while it is fun and does wake you up in uh, merely seconds, it's not healthy. And if uh, we're talking about wardrobe way before like uh, this uniform came into effect, I had a serious amount of uh, work suits that I would work <laughs> wear to work every day. And then like a couple of months ago, Suddenly, after 13 years, there was an opportunity, you know, that I needed to wear a suit. And guess what? What happened? They all had to go to a thrift store because they were all oh. way too small. Years of chocolate eating day and night just to keep myself awake have definitely showed their sign. And I'm embarrassed to say that I deteriorated down that route when I have a friend like Alma who knows better, <laughs> just knows better. It's an embarrassment. But uh,
1: no, Yeah. No. Sometimes I, I love the
0: self-care chocolate. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, and I like quality chocolates, but we'll talk about that on a different episode. I just told my husband, stop being a the enabler." I don't care if it's my birthday or Valentine's Day. Enough with the chocolates. This has to stop. I can't even close my suit. I can't. It's sad, but it is true. And we said this is the place where the honest truth comes out. So here is the honest honest truth about my life. So uh, back to self-care, I think that one of the things that maybe um, is unique to some situations. And I don't care if you have a, a child that you have to spend a lot of floor time with or it's a child with a physical disability that you are like us and need to lift and carry and reposition and uh, uh, support in sitting, supporting standing. At the end of the day, if you do have to do some sort of physical activities with your kid, it would show on your body one way or another. And I think the irony of my situation, which was so kind of like, Upsetting. I'm just like, is life like making a joke out of me? I used to be in a very good physical uh, shape. I used to be like an athlete and I uh, couldn't believe it that like when my first baby was born and she needed so much physical help and support, I got so dramatically injured that I needed a wheelchair. So it was kind of like all uh, those years that she needed like help. I was kind of carrying that injury and the aftermath of it. And it seemed that my body was no longer kind of equipped to the task. It was equipped, but it required a lot of maintenance. And this is something that um, I want to mention. If we have years of lifting and caring, we really need to make sure that our bodies is on check and uh, we need to, use whatever we can whether is asking our doctors for referrals for physical therapy uh, for lower back pain or shoulder pain or whatever it is or if you can afford it or you're living in Canada and your insurance includes massage therapy just use it and go on a regular basis so your body is in a functioning mode for for us it's like a, not only kind of an essential thing but a, this month, we discovered something cool. And this is like, there is like a place in the mall here that has, you know, massage uh, chairs, that you can go two people together and get a massage. And then my husband and I can have a date which in which we're not only escaping our life together, but we also take care of our bodies before another day of lifting and carrying. So something to think about.
1: Definitely something to think about. And I have a fun fact here, just as a little side note, Iris was the Israeli champion <laughs> for, I want to say, jujitsu. Is it? Oh, jiu-jitsu? Yeah, kind of. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. yes. Well, what is it called? It's a mixed martial art. That's, mixed that's martial good. art the Israeli uh, champion you are listening to. That's kind of a big deal. She called herself an athlete. Talk about modest. She's not just an athlete. She was the champion. The topic, uh, yeah.
0: In, yeah. In Those were the days. Those, Those were, the were the days. Day. Um, but, yeah. Uh, you
1: know what? We all have uh, an interesting past. We all have an interesting <laughs> past, but some more interesting than others. That's, that's, that's a fun fact. Um, okay, getting back to the topic at hand. Uh, talking about our bodies, whether or not we have physical ailments or we have the stress of, uh, on our bodies, it's really important. And we all know that, that working out can really help our mood as well as our bodies. So it, that could mean going on YouTube and taking a certain amount of time each day. Or if you don't have that kind of time to do a workout online or in a gym, taking a chance to walk up the stairs instead of taking the elevator if you're somewhere take walks if you have a dog to, you know make sure that you' that you're taking long walks you can buy, get a free app to see how many steps you're doing. They say if it's under 5,000 steps it's considered sedentary and after 5,000 steps you are doing something great for your body so that's really important because it really does help your mood as well to keep active physically. Uh, Something else that I do, and I'm gonna disclose something a little personal here, but I uh, don't consider it personal. And I tell everybody who who crosses my path that I am on Lexapro. And I never took any kind of medication until a few years ago, I had considered it, but I am gonna admit I had my pride because I am a licensed clinical social worker. I've been helping people for decades and oh, I don't need that, I can figure it out myself. There comes a time, and we've said this before in the podcast, Iris, the strongest people know when they need help. And when I started feeling like my heart the, it was uh, heart rate was accelerating to the point where I really thought I was going to have a heart attack from some of the phone calls I would get from school, and yoga just was not cutting it. I decided to take the plunge, and I asked my doctor, I said, I have anxiety, I'm worried about my health, because I just, one day I said, I'm going to have a heart attack, and then I'm going to be of no use to my children if I am dead, so I started taking Lexapro, and let me tell you that I have considered getting a shirt that says, thank you, Lexapro, because I say it in my mind and to other people all the time, because and by the way, Lexapro is not paying me for this. Uh, <laughs> they should because I talk to everybody about Lexapro. I um, this is not a normal life. I'm sorry to tell you, and we all come to our current situation with our own histories, our own triggers, our own backgrounds. We may have trauma in our backgrounds but it takes a village to take care of children. And we are now in a place in our world where we move away from home. We don't have family members taking care of our kids like they did in the past where we really did have a village helping us. We don't have that anymore. And there are some circumstances that are so involved at home Unique circumstances that require us to be in 20 places at the same time, to be on top of so many tasks that could mean life or death. And it's not a normal situation. So throw that pride away, swallow your pride. And if, and I'm not, I am absolutely not saying run to the doctor and get medication. Obviously, we need to try other means of taking care of ourselves. We need to try exercise. We need to try going to a therapist and talking to a therapist, going to friends and talking to friends about our situation, support groups, staying active. When you've done all that and you still have um, an impact on your physical health and your mental health, it's time to start talking to your doctor about some additional some additional help. There is absolutely no shame in taking that step. And please remember that because there are a lot of people out there who may shame you for doing that, oh, you don't need that. I had a friend who had, um, who actually has a child with the same syndrome my son does and the situations that she finds herself in are so stressful and her doctor refused to give her a medication, said, try some yoga. And she was embarrassed and she, she went home and I was so furious when she told me this story. Um, And I don't want that to happen to anyone else. You deserve to be able to take care of yourself. And that is your choice. These medications are there for a reason. Yes, sometimes medications are abused, but if they're used appropriately and safely, it can be a tremendous help to you, your family, your children, everyone. So I need to say that. And Uh, you know, I think it's important. Yeah, I
0: I really appreciate that you're uh, sharing this and that you're advocating for the things that moms with kids with disabilities or parents of kids with uh, disabilities need. Sometimes really, it seems like physicians don't really see or understand the situation. What you are telling about your friend is so infuriating and annoying Mm -hmm. to hear. It's Mm -hmm. just that we need to, at the end of the day, assess our own situation, our own life, our own stress level. And for one person, the same life might be more stressful than for other. It doesn't matter. You are your own kind of leader in this journey. And if you do need help, you should advocate for yourself the same kind of vigilance that you advocate for your child. And if one doctor says no to you, just go to another one. This is like, this is so wrong. There is a, yeah. with all the respect to yoga, and
1: I have a lot of respect to <laughs> I yoga. I love yoga, and I do that yes. too. It An just, addition to the Lexapro. Yeah, and I, and I also, I always want to say, it's not our children necessarily that are causing the stress. It is the ableist society that is causing us the stress, not giving us the supports that we may need or the services. So I just wanna make that clear that just because you have a child with a disability, that doesn't mean your life is necessarily more stressful because of your child. It can be from myriad other things. And it's typically when we have a child with a disability, it's often because of the ableist society causing yeah. the stress. So that's another, that's something else that I think is, is uh, vital for us to consider whether or not we wanna go on medication. Um, I just have some notes here just wanna consult with. Oh, um, retail therapy. We might like to oh. show The money, go shop, go shop, or take your friend shopping if you don't want to fill up your closets or your, you know, buy some toys for a friend. And you go to the dollar store. You know, retail therapy doesn't have to be at Bloomingdale's. It could be at the dollar store, getting like uh, some little items that might make you know bring a little novelty and joy to your life. There's nothing wrong with that. Going to places of spiritual uh, worship can be very beneficial for some people going to church or synagogue or a mosque, Buddhist temple, that can provide a lot of self-care. Asking someone to watch your children, if that's possible while you do that, that is legitimate. That is a fair thing to be doing to take care of yourself. Anything that brings you joy and it can be, you know, it can be so many different things. For some people it's getting your nails done. For some people, you know, and if you can't afford that, have your friend who's good at it do your nails. There's also an opportunity to multitask uh, while you're what you can be watching your children while while you're engaging in some activity that makes you feel good where you're taking care of yourself. It doesn't mean that you you can't be with your child when you're doing that. Doing an activity with your child might be a form of self-care. For many of us, it is not, and we need to get out of the house or go in another room. But that's, I play guitar. One of my favorite things to do is to sing and play guitar when nobody's home. And that's something that gives me a little boost in my life because it's something that I used to do. So, so many of us, um, you know, are so divorced from the way that we were before we had children or in a past life, Um, like with travel or playing an instrument or just dancing, you know, taking a dance class, things that we might have done in the past that we want to reconnect with. That can be something that is a a great, a great thing to do to take care of ourselves.
0: Yeah. I think that all in all, The situation with your self-care plan really depends on where you are in the world in terms of like, do you have a community? Do you have family next Mm -hmm. to you? Like, uh, how do you get the help and support that you need to kind Mm -hmm. of stop the race and be able to kind of look inside yourself and ask what do I want (laughs) now Mm -hmm. and um, I think for for us for example because we traveled uh, so much and uh, kind of (laughs) changed location uh, in mostly North America it it was really hard many times to just like hope that there would be any family members or friends to rely on and we had to most of the time just pay for help and um, that was, again, I said it was a shift in paradigms in terms of how we spent our budget, and, uh, and that was such, such a big deal that if, uh, for example, on a certain day we were hoping to have an, an aide come and spend time with our daughter, and the aid wouldn't show up, it was just totally devastating. It was like, I can't, how can I breathe? Without the help, I I just so desperately need it. I can't cook, I can't clean, I can't do anything. It's like even even the the things that are not self-care that I was relying on uh, help with kind of failed. And then I learned this fabulous strategy that on a day that an aid does not show up, but I still have the budget that I did not use, then we take out food or then we pay a housekeeper, and then I pay myself back for those hours, because we already planned for that in our budget, so (laughs) that money would use to something else, and that kind of thought that I'll get that, you know, delivered meal, or I'll get the housekeeper to help me in the weekend to clean the house that really kept me sane in a way even though i was finding myself needing to cancel whatever it was that i was planning whether it was like work commitment or just like a a date with a friend or Massage. I don't know what it was, but um, th- this was really important. And I want to also mention that the only reason that we, the two of us are able to these days do this podcast is because the level of care that my daughter now finally receives is so much more intensive that I can be here with you and talk without interruptions, which is a new thing in i in my life at least. I don't know about yours, but yeah. but it's a big deal.
1: You you homeschool. My kids are my kids are in school, so I have that little luxury. Um, and speaking of luxury, I grew up. You know what we bring to our current situation again is significant, and we need to think about that because, for example, I grew up with seven. You know six siblings there were seven of us and my mother never ever had a babysitter and there were a lot of reasons why but i grew up feeling like babysitters were what rich people did when they and they that that you weren't a real mom if you got a babysitter and i you know i didn't have a babysitter for my first child until she was over a year old and that meant that i never had a break And that is something that I want to warn people about, that that it's really important to pay attention to how you think about taking care of yourself. A lot of people feel that um, they don't deserve it to to have that extra help, that it's not a priority, or that um, you're not a real mom, that you're lacking in the mom department, or the wife department, or the girlfriend or boyfriend department if you require that kind of help. And please stop thinking that. I'm going to ask you right now to stop thinking in those terms and to do whatever you need to do to make that mental shift because we all, it is not sustainable to be with our kids every single second of the day, whether you have a neurotypical child or a child with a disability. It is, we all need a break. We all need to have that downtime so that we can regroup, so that we can be our best selves for ourselves, for our partners, for our children. It is not a luxury. And if we do not have the money for it, again, barter with a friend to watch your kids. Have a, get a babysitting co-op going where you might watch a few kids at a time if possible. And then someone else will watch a few kids at a time at their house or set up play dates so that your child can you know be with another child. Uh, while someone else is watching them, and if your child has a lot of needs that are, that really need a professional to care for them, there are respite services that will pay through the state, and it's really important that we all find out about those. I found out about those respite services very late in the game. Nobody told me, and I found out from another mom in my disability community that this was available to us, and it changed my life. I had hours of free child care with a professional with my child so that I can go out we can my husband and I can go out together I can spend quality time with my other siblings um, or I could um, you know just lie in bed and do nothing and just relax so there are all sorts of options free paid for asking a friend so it can it can happen it can be it can happen and it's not a luxury, it is necessary.
0: Yes, and in that uh, kind of note, I think that one of the things that uh, is also necessary in the category of self-care is creativity, because sometimes you might really not be able to, like, leave the house, go and get a a massage, whatever, Mm -hmm. but uh, for us, we had to do a lot of adaptations, uh, I think I can count on one hand the times that my husband and I went out in the evening since our daughter was was born, seriously. Like the evening time is usually whether we have a person here or not, it's really hard. And uh, what we started doing is having lunchtime dates (laughs) instead of during the evening. And we had a lot of kind of like quality date nights inside the house. We would uh, like watch a movie. We'll make popcorn. We'll just like, uh, you know, turn all the lights off and have candles around and just like uh, have a quiet night. And even though we had to uh, stop every so often, and I have to admit some nights were extremely frustrating because we would have to stop the movie every five minutes and go and go. And after two hours, we gave up, but, yeah. but, but some nights it was a success and it was a uh, Uh, An adaptation of the concept of a date outside of the house, but it worked for us, and we need to think creatively about our situation and you might want to. uh, Which I did once bought in a yard sale this like thing that you put on the back of the chair and it's kind of like an automatic massage. (laughs) and Mm -hmm. bought it for five dollars but then i would fill like a bowl with like hot water and some uh, like a soap soap and stuff and i'll Mm -hmm. soak my feet and i'll sit on my chair with my back massage and listen to music Mm -hmm. closing the door and telling my husband that this is that's my half an hour do not interrupt and just check out and and Mm -hmm. relax and even if that's the only thing that you can do for yourself just do it and make sure that you you find a creative way in your house, in your life to stop for a second and just be and not do, because it's very hard to find the times to just be and not do in
1: our lives. Yeah. Even in, you know, I I find that um, men seem to have an easier time of this, (laughs) Mm. finding time to take care of themselves. So we have to try a little bit harder as women. A lot of the time you're reminding me that I remember my mother telling me that, you know, we, again, there were seven kids in our house. My mother telling us that in the early days when all the kids would go to bed, they would have date night in the house and they would get dressed up. They would get dressed up and they would order in food and they would set up a nice little table in the living room. And they would have a date night in the house after the kids went to bed. So I thought, you know, that's kicking it up a notch. You would have to take off your blue uniform, Iris, if you did that. But you don't You don't even need to. Okay, Alma,
0: that, that was too private. <laughs> I do take off my uniform and I don't put anything else on.
1: Oh, oh sorry. Now we're going to have to make this an X-rated episode. Exactly. Uh, uh, A date some, or no date. I'm just like, date pfft. or donate, you're sitting there topless eating your sushi. Um, oh, <laughs> that was too disgusting to even imagine. Sorry, <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for the visual. Um, something else that, something that has always calmed me my whole life that you reminded me of also by the hot water and the, you know, the, the massage chair is incense. Incense instantly calms me. Um, a particular kind. You don't want the, a kind that is offensive to your to your nose. But I have a certain kind of incense that I've been using since I was 14 years old that I love. And as soon as I put it on, it is so calming for me. So that's another, you know, even just, you know, um, you, what is it called? Uh what is it called when you have the therapy the aromatherapy? Ah, aromatherapy. So you need oh a my gosh. some kind of a scent that you really like putting on perfume. That's I use essential oil essential oils on my on my, you know, neck and and the back of my neck so when especially when I have a hot flash, it kind of activates the the, the oils with the with the sweating, and um, that's why I like to put it in my hair on the back of my neck where where the hot flashes really strike. And just smelling, you know, geranium is something that I really like. It it just makes me so happy. And putting incense on really calms me. And that's again, it's a tiny little thing you could do while you're at home feeling stressed. And don't forget the CBD gummies that I'm always talking about on our Instagram page. I am very into the CBD. They're legal. They have a touch of THC in them. It's like having a glass of wine without a hangover. That is very effective in the evening. I enjoy that very much for self-care and uh, fortunately it's legal in most states now. So
0: enjoy. and uh, all my I can recommend it chocolate but it works (laughs) but uh, I think that at the end of the day Alma like each person needs to kind of think of themselves and what they like to do and what calms them down and what Mm -hmm. helps them kind of rejuvenate and find the energy to deal with another day in this endless race sometimes Mm -hmm. so uh, what uh, I, I think our message is we do need all the time to think about ourselves first because it's like the airplane if you don't put your oxygen mask on first then you won't have anything or you know energy to help others and you need to help others this is the the mission of our lives now is to help our kids with special needs especially and uh, we have to take care of ourselves so I think we encourage our listeners to yeah. think of themselves, think of ways that they can help themselves and share with us so we can copy you.
1: Yes. yes. And uh, tips. <laughs> yes,
0: it tips and recommendations. And we are looking forward to hearing from you how you uh, learned also that you need to stop and care for yourself because there is yeah. like the, this moment of realization that from this That's point true. onward, I can't continue oh. like this. Exactly. Yeah. Alma, yeah. words of uh, goodbye.
1: keep keep strong <laughs> people who make you feel good about yourself that's another form of self-care surround yourself with people who are who are kind acknowledge you who lift you up and not bring you down that's important too
0: thank you alma
1: and we'll talk again soon talk again soon Bye. enjoy your week everyone Bye. take care of yourself definitely
0: information, please go to www.2momsnofluff.com. Thank you.